bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So, rather than rather than than actually say it, I'll just kind of, I don't know, read it. Number five. Well, when I grew up, right, and then everybody in the room laughs, ho, 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 you and Methuselah were hanging out as, right. Um, and most people, most, most millennials have no idea who Methuselah is, but that's another thing. So five high school teams from Wisconsin have secured their spots in the Engineering Machine Design Championship after excelling at a regional competition held last Friday. Milwaukee's Discovery World teamed people with designing and building complex machines used everyday objects to accomplish a simple task. So, this is from CBS58.com. This year's theme, Transforming Space Technology. Me and Space were on a black and white TV in 1969 going to the moon. That's it. Now we have high school students, five of them as a matter of fact, including Pius Eleven, creating space technology. Like I'm I'm behind. I'm 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 totally behind. Okay, so before I do the next one, I have to do this. Um, 
I should probably say it on the air, but I don't want to sound. Let me let me just do it. Uh, giraffe years um, compared to human. So I can't add. One, two, three. Okay. Wow. So here's the deal. The fourth animal died this year at the Milwaukee County Zoo. And they had to euthanize it. Um, is it Raina or Rana? R-A-H-N-A. Rana? Milwaukee Zoo announced, it's Milwaukee County Zoo, isn't it? Anyway, announced that a 30-year-old giraffe named Rana was humanely euthanized. Is there such a thing? Um, seven days ago, the zoo announced the unexpected passing of a 17-year-old giraffe, um, Bahakita. Then they announced Rana was closely being monitored because of age-related issues. They said Rana was a smart and observant giraffe, watching her grow from a smart and sassy young giraffe into a sweet and mellow senior has been an honor and a pleasure. This is the fourth animal that's died at the zoo in 2023 five-year-old gordy the hound the the the, i can't say it the groundhog 17 year old giraffe and a 19 year old jaguar so here's the deal why can't that be reached okay so in giraffe years if you're 15 years old in giraffe years, that's the equivalent of a 46-and-a-half-year-old human. This giraffe, now, is 30 years old, so that's twice. So if you're 30 years old, 46-and-a-half plus 46-and-a-half, right? Right? is 92.4 years old. That was almost as old as Kyle. So we're talking a 46-year-old giraffe. Did we play number four? Okay, well, give me a number four. Number four. Okay, now give me a number three. Number three. (laughs) So, yeah. I should have made this my number one story, but this is probably three, two, and one, believe it or not. Ozaukee County ranks as the healthiest county in Wisconsin. And I know all these people be talking about I'm moving to Mequon. Well, it's the healthiest county in Wisconsin. And Menominee is the least healthiest county in the state of Wisconsin. According to new data from the University of Wisconsin Population Health Institute released on today. Ozaukee County earned the top honor three years in a row. And... Well, where do you think Milwaukee came out? Take a pick. Kyle, Rhea, where did Milwaukee? Out of, out of 72 counties, Ozaukee County was number one as being the healthiest. Where do you think Milwaukee came? Menominee was last, 72. Um, I would say Milwaukee <laughs> came in at around, like, middle. So it was 72 counties, you said? So. Yep. Rhea says 50. I say we're like 34. Okay. Rhea says 50. You say 34. 
Survey says 70. Oh, okay. Well, we were big. We got a lot of stuff going on. Wait, I wonder where were Dane County? You weren't even mad? Well, I mean, I just want to know Dang, how we compare Kyle? to another big city Ugh. or county. I guess it don't matter. If we all the way at 70. So I'm going to click it and I'm going to see what happens. Do they have the actual list on here? They have so much crap on these websites that you got to go through all this stuff just to find it. It's terrible. Download full report. That's what I get. I got to click everything. And you got to do it live. Okay. Yeah, just scroll through. Where's the list? Just show me the list. It's not showing me the list. It's giving me the roadmaps and glossary of terms and all this other hip hoggedy stuff. But I can't find the actual list itself. You got to love it. The list isn't in the report. Say what? The list is not in the report that they said download to tell you what the list is. It's a lot of pretty stuff. Access to broadband, libraries, parks, right? But they don't give you the actual list. I'm done. That is absolutely Ridiculous. Number two. Well, Governor Ebers, did I call him Ebers? You could tell I'm tired today, right? Governor Ebers talks about why he declared 2023 year of mental health. Let me let me, let me stop laughing. Um, he spoke to Charles Benson and Shannon Sims in an interview on uh, TMJ4.com on their table segment. And he said, catastrophic consequences for generations. This is the concern of Governor Tony Evers. If there is not an urgent response to address the mental health crisis, especially among the state's youth. So when did the crisis become apparent and when did people start to care about it? He said he declared it the year of mental health in his state of the state speech. And he said he's calling for an additional $270 million to expand mental health care for students. That part of it will go directly to the school districts. They'll either hire professionals or they will contract out for services where every K-12 student should have access to mental health services. How about we fix the schools first and give them mental health services? I think that would help. That's just me. But there's a shortage, and I can attest to the fact that there is a shortage of mental health workers in the state of Wisconsin. Everybody that I know, everybody that talks about it says that they can't um, that they can't believe that they can't get in to see a therapist, they can't in, they can't get in to see a uh, counselor because there aren't any. And I think that's I think that's amazing that we have to go through this and deal with it. On the flip side, of all the money that you might spend, Governor, can we just get some good schools? I mean, that's just me. Can we 
Can't we just get some good schools? Number one. Well, I don't know whether or not I would talk about it. I didn't know whether or not I would say anything about it. However, the shooting in Nashville took 14 minutes. The police were called. The police responded. Now, if you look at Uvalde, right? It is Uvalde, right? Uvalde, Texas. It took 74 minutes before the police went inside. 74 minutes while the person killed how many people? 13, 19. How do you do that? How do you as a law enforcement officer, regardless of rank, regardless of gender, regardless of height, regardless of size, regardless of race, regardless of education, regardless of income, you're a human being, you're a trained law enforcement officer, and you stood around for 74 minutes to the point where a guy who responded, who was working the border, responded to Uvalde, got there first, went in, and killed the assailant. And you were there for 74 minutes and didn't do squat. That is not indicative of law enforcement in America. It might be indicative of deep south law enforcement, but it's not indicative of law enforcement in America in general. It's indicative because Nashville, you know how many minutes it took for them to get there and deal with the subject? Four. Call, respond, act. That was it. Done. Right? Body cam footage. Camera footage shows the officers running towards the shots to address her. You can see one of them has a blue T-shirt on where he just threw his vest on, connected it, and went. Because that's what they're supposed to do. So when CNN calls it extraordinary, that's not extraordinary. That's their job. And I applaud them. But I think outside of law enforcement, don't get shocked or twisted that that was an anomaly because they showed up in four minutes and dealt with the threat. They do that every day to the point where there is no threat because they stop it ahead of time. That's their job to do that. That's not extraordinary. Extraordinary might be doing it outside in, you know, 32 below degree weather while it's snowing. Like that might be extraordinary. Going in and doing what you're trained to do because that's what you do. I applaud it. But I don't know if it's extraordinary because that's what they're trained to do. Because nobody else signed up to do it. They did. And for that, they get my applause. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833212. Well, I'm just reading the talking text line while I'm talking. This is funny. <laughs> we have good schools. We need better parents. How about we got both good parents and bad parents in good schools and bad schools? Always taking up for teachers as if they're 100. Nobody's 100. He said, what constitutes bad? Bad what? Teachers? Bad schools? Anytime you go to school and somebody can break in. So watch this. All the doors were closed on the Covenant Christian School. Everything was locked. The windows were closed. This person brought a gun, shout, shot out the locks. So what's the only way you can get over that? What's the only way you can get around that? Police in schools. That's all. That's it. But what constitutes bad? Oh, please. Where do we start? Bad parents. Bad teachers. But again, percentage-wise, it's very few. Because I can pick black neighborhoods where the opposite is true. They're great schools. I think what happens is we forget that income has a lot to do with schools. And we forget that. It's like we get mad at people who have money, so we try to take things from them. And we drive them from neighborhoods to the suburbs. Meanwhile, the suburbs don't want you. Some do, some don't. And I often think, okay, if I were to move out the city, where would I go? Well, would I move out the city? Think about that. 833-212-1017 is the number. Would you move to a suburb if you lived in a city? Or I guess I should ask, if you move to a suburb, uh, why? Why'd you move to a suburb? I'm thinking of a particular person who lives in Menominee Falls, and I'm going to leave it at that. They know who they are. Actually, two people that live in Menominee Falls. So I'm trying to wonder what is the drive to live in a suburb? I've worked in them. I've never lived in a suburb my entire my entire life. I've never lived in a suburb, never had the drive to live in a suburb. Now, I can honestly say. If I still lived in Chicago, I'd be in a suburb. There is absolutely positively no way I would live in the city of Chicago. Yes, that's that's true. There are black suburbs there. That is true. And there are black upper middle class and upper class suburbs in Chicago, just like there are in Maryland and Virginia. So, I mean, I think it's, but that's just me. I would not, I don't, I don't, here, I have no drive to live in a suburb, like none, none, zero. I might feel some kind of way about that if I had to, Excuse me, you have to move to a suburb. I'd be like, uh, so I'm moving out of state. 
because I, I just wouldn't live in a suburb here. I've not found a suburb that I'm comfortable with. That's just me. That's just me. I I just I just don't like suburbs. And and to be honest with you, and, and I'm gonna take these calls before I go to break, but I would I would I would rather not say. I would, you know, I want to hear what you have to say. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mel, you're on the new one oh one seven the truth. Hey, how you doing? How are you? I'm good. Um, well, I was born in New York and came while I was uh, in high school, uh, sophomore year, to Milwaukee. So for me, Milwaukee would have been a suburb, but I know now it's the city of Wisconsin, the city of Wisconsin. But I still think it's a suburb compared to New York City. In terms of what, though? And in terms of the smallness, is <laughs> not is not well diverse. Um, Honestly, yeah, that's true. Coming from coming from New York and to Milwaukee, I didn't never felt the racism and the segregation in New York compared to when I first came here. And really? Even now, so I'm so so where? Where did you live in New York? In the Bronx, uh, South Bronx. Okay, South Bronx. All right. What you mean, ill? I you just gotta, said, oh, you got to live there to know and appreciate it. I mean, it's gotten a lot better, I have to say. Oh, now, but, uh, now, now you clean it up. Okay. No, I, I got friends that live in the Bronx and, and I've, and I visited them there. And, and the thing that people don't understand about New York is the neighborhoods are everything. Yeah. The definitely. neighborhoods are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they stick together. <laughs> yes, they do. See, see. Oh, I'm but, from Chicago. I so say let me. Something about the schools, though. Yes, ma'am. Um, public education. I grew up in public education. You know, going to public schools all my life. Um, in the Bronx, um, I have to say that it was a lot better than here. Um, unfortunately, as I got older and having kids, noticed that a lot of things that I was offered, the resources that were there for us as mm-hmm. kids, are no longer in existence. And, of course, I believe that that was intentional. Um, it is sad to know that Milwaukee pays high in taxes, and a lot of that money goes to suburbs. It doesn't stay in Milwaukee, unfortunately. Well, remember, um, you have so, more people in New York, so your taxes are lower. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but the cost of living is way high. But the fundamental as far as education, my teachers taught me, I'm a big believer in we the people, and that's because of what I was taught in civics. We had constructive debating, mm-hmm. you know, in class. We had to read the current events, and we each had to, you know, write a paragraph on what we learned from that current event. Um, so, and, and understanding our surroundings, you know. And this thing about being woke, um, the last I checked, I'd rather be woke than asleep. Um, being woke is being is understanding your surroundings, understanding uh, your neighborhood, understanding the dynamics of what's going on in our society, um, and as well as you know the the rights and wrongs in regards to you know what what the power the people in power put in play and what makes people feel important. You know, um, and I find that 
we've lost that. We, we, we're, we're, we're failing our kids, just put it that way. Yes, we Tremendously. are. Tremendously. Yes, we are. And it's sad. You know, um, I lost my only son. Well, I didn't lose. My only son was taken from me in 2018 here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate because I had moved back to Milwaukee from New York only to take care of my grandmother and um, unfortunately ended up losing my son three years later. So, um, sorry to hear that. You know, the resources are not there for our kids, you know, and um, I really wish that, you know, the people really realize the dynamics of what's going on uh, with our politics. Unfortunately, I, I'm one that equates our politics to what, how it affects our lives. So it's not just politics. So I know some people just get discouraged from wanting to be, you know, uh, engaged, but people really need to understand that we do, we, the people do have the power, but we have to one, believe in it mm. and two, engage in it in order to make a change. So I would, you know, humbly ask all of Milwaukee, take your friends and family who are able to vote to please vote because right now this is, and I've been saying it since Mr. Treasonous Trader Trump came into office. Um, this is our democracy, a fight for our democracy. And our democracy, democracy is we the people uh, against tyranny. And the tyranny is unfortunately coming from the right. And I'm not speaking as a libertarian, as Democrat, I'm speaking as American citizen and a, and a woman first. Okay. Um, and a person of color. So I be damned. I'm 46 years old that we come into a time where we allow the ignorance who have lost the war twice in our, in our history. Okay. The lost cause, um, and allowing them to even have a debate or have a discussion, mm-hmm. uh, that ideology is un-American and is traitorous. Right. Who in the hell thinks that it's okay to collaborate with a foreign entity or even go against the fundamental values that we all hold dearly? All right. And that's that we're all equal. Well, thank you, so man. Go out and vote. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Oops, sorry. You're listening to The Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. During the break, think about the words. Think about the comments that Mel made. And think about next Tuesday when it's time to vote. Will you show up? Will you show out? Or will you lay back and wonder what happened? We all share the same roads, but when an accident happens, we don't always share the same consequences. Big trucks can cause big damage. Injuries can be severe and may require a lifetime of care and compensation. Call Gruber Law Offices today. We can help you from the safety and comfort of your own home. Our virtual sign-up process is quick and easy. Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) A heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes... The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. It was a little fast. Take it slow. Take it slow. I got a, I got a party in here. Got to dance and move around. You know, might even get a stroll in, right? Uh, 833-212-1017 is the number. You ain't got to laugh at me. Y'all be laughing at me. We're going to get to you, Sandra. Amy, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hello, Dr. Ken. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I just wanted to chime in. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Um, And your question, why would anyone, if, I, if I'm getting this right, you said, why would anyone who previously lived in the city want to ever live in the suburbs? Is that what's that your question? Close enough. Okay, so I can speak to that. Okay. I was born and raised in the city of Milwaukee. Been there practically my whole life with the exception of uh, going to school in Georgia. So I went to school in Georgia, and I got a chance to leave Milwaukee and see, you know, the black elite, you know, all the beautiful subdivisions and, you know, suburbs that were you know, black and very diverse. So, you know, I got a chance to see the suburbs and not just being quote-unquote white or non-black, right? So coming back to Milwaukee, like I said, living in the city, I just recently moved to St. Francis, which is east of Oconomowoc, which you know. I'm sorry, Oak Creek, Oak Creek, which you know. And I, I can speak for myself and saying the reason why, you know, I would much rather live in you know, the suburbs, if this is even considered a suburb, because I live on Lake Drive, is because, you know, at a certain time, I just, I personally got tired of the noise. I got tired of the, the gunshots. I got tired of all the negative energy that's combusted up in the in the inner city, the, the, the driving, you know, all of the, the, just hostile. It's just a very hostile energy in the inner city, you know, regardless of how, People want to look at it. Now, I do, you know, I did feel the same way you used to feel, which is why I called in, you know, years ago. I was like, I would never move to the suburbs. I, I told somebody, that's why I wouldn't live in one of those houses if it was free. Now I have a completely different viewpoint. I need quiet. I need quiet. I don't want to hear sirens all day. I don't want to hear, you know, traffic and people arguing all day, you know. And I, I know the two each is on, but I'm just calling to speak from my personal, you know, viewpoint. I don't want to deal with the, the hustle and bustle of the city every day. I need quiet. I need peace. I need a garden. I just wanted to be chill in my zen atmosphere. So that's why I moved out of the city and into the suburbs. Where did you live when you lived in the city? I lived in the inner city. I lived. I lived all around. You mean? Give me. Give I me an intersection. Yeah. Give. Give me an intersection. Okay. Um, I moved from East Locust, East East. You know, down by Fratney, Fratney and Locust. Okay. 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 So you know, like I said, I love. I love Milwaukee. You know, it's not the fact that I'm. You know, I I just what I don't like is when people that try to, you know, improve the quality of their life and improve the quality of their children's lives and make sure they're in better school districts so they can get better education. I don't like the fact that that's frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you have to prove 
your blackness if you stay around the, the BS. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that that's just make you black. You pro-black if you just stay and living around poverty, you know, in poverty and, and conditions. That's not what God wants for us. You know what I'm saying? God is rich. Why wouldn't his kids be rich, too? So it, it shouldn't be frowned upon for somebody to want to live in what I think is better neighborhood. Facts. That is that is so very true. Now that's a that's a different reason. For me, I I like the hustle and bustle. I like the people. I like the busyness. And I guess it's probably because I'm from the south side of Chicago, right? I'm from an area that's uh-huh. predominantly black. No, that's not true. That's completely and totally black. But it was middle class, right? I grew up in Chatham. Yeah. So I was used to seeing people that were army officers and Tuskegee airmen and uh, lawyers and doctors and dentists, you know, that was just normal for me. And it wasn't until I moved here that I started to see the, the pockets. I don't know how to say this, that the black community itself was segregated from people within it. Yeah. I agree. And and it it took not to cut you off, but it took me, and not to take up time, but it took me a while. It took me months to find that that pocket of the black elite. I did find something up, you know, up in the hundreds. They call it right. Um, right. They call it heritage. That that heritage road that dust off. Heritage heights. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's it's beautiful. I didn't even know it existed. And it's and it's what you just said. It's the black elite. It's the the black lawyers, the black doctors, the black police officers, and up there. So it was a matter of. There was nowhere vacant up there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have been up there. I yeah. want to be amongst, you know, the the beautiful black people too, and all the the elite. I want to be amongst them too. It just wasn't availability, so I, I had to find elsewhere. But where I am is pretty diverse. I'm around Asians. I'm around Indians, and it's not just white. And I don't want people to think just because you suburbs is all white. It's, it's a whole lot of Asians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. A whole lot of Indians. So I just wanted to chime in. I, I listen to your show as, as much as often. You and Sherwin, you know, I try to catch y'all as often as I can. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Good night. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm going to squeeze Sandra in. You're on the new 1017 The Truth. Oh, hi. <laughs> well, I could call back tomorrow. No, nope, no. Nope. Uh, I'll just say real fast. I, huh? Go right ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, hi, Dr. Ken. <laughs> but, uh, I was just going to say, uh, I was listening, and uh, I was listening to just what she said, the lady said. And um, like say, she lived here a long time, like I do. I lived here a long, long time, uh, 74 years just about. And I saw the city go from nice to worst and horrible and, and, and the way all of the structure. That's why I was saying to you, when people move and they move to the suburbs, they want a better scenery. So when I be talking, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 if we had a better scenery and stuff like that, and we could bring more um, businesses in the city, like you can get businesses out there in the suburbs like they get them. And I think that will pick up our uh, attitudes and um, we can uh, police our cities, right, where uh, we don't have all the liquor stores versus uh 
department store. We don't even have a decent grocery store down where I am. I mean, you used to have the little old hole in the wall corner ones, and you could even smell the stinky meats. And like I say, I always say this is systemic. And the ones that got out, you know, congratulations, that got out of the inner city, got a chance to move to be elite. But in order for them to get elite, they needed help. I don't know what kind of business they owned or whatever. They needed help. And we, as black people, supply a lot of people in their businesses. And then uh, now, you know, we get a lot of the elites. They get there, and they they don't know. They They leave you. By the wayside, because we should have our own city built down here. Because I look at it all the time, why don't we have our own city? So very and, true. Uh, it's just weird. Yeah. And uh, um, now the kids coming up, and it's going to be hard to get it going because we should have had it, but we could pass it on to them. Like I told you, my dad had a shoe business, but he didn't want us involved in it. He only wanted my brothers, and his thinking was male. Mm-hmm. It wasn't thinking women. You know, um, I guess we were supposed to be so submissive, be at home with the apron on, do the cooking and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just seeing, you know, you just see how dilapidated uh, the city just got ruined by politics. That's all it was, because this city could be fixed up. They started Mm -hmm. outsourcing. They started offshoring the jobs and all that stuff. And then they started letting the houses go by the wayside. And like I said, building inspectors would come around and make you fix up your property. It wouldn't be no problem with that. All right. And then after that, all of that demolished, you know, we just started getting the inner city. And, and now you won't hear many ambulances. I'm going to say this real fast because they're cutting out that, too. They're cutting out the uh, ambulance response and all that, fire stations. All the stuff is getting cut out. So they know how to deplete a city. And, number one, they say because we're not conservative enough. We don't vote for uh, the conservative party. And I want uh, next time I call you, I want you to talk to me on what is conservative. What do they mean by that? Okay. All right. Well, thank you much, Sandra. Appreciate you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When we come back, uh, Jay will be getting to you from Milwaukee. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Jay from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm just calling in to voice my uh, concerns or opinion, however you want to call it, about living in Milwaukee. Okay. I have, I'm from a, a very large family, and the majority of us had moved to the suburbs. And I've always uh, asked why, but the older I get, I see things that are going on. You know, I'm 72 years old. I bought my house in a so-called fairly nice neighborhood, but over the years, it went down, you know, and I asked myself, well, why, you know, don't our people care about where we live? And I was just talking to my nephew. Matter of fact, I'm riding with him now, and we're out here in Sheboygan, and I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to just... Drive, bring my video, video camera along and drive from Sheboygan all the way back into Milwaukee and see how things change. Okay. And you know what? It's a big, it's a big difference, man. You come out here, there's no trash in the gutters or, or paper on the grass or anything. But as you get in Milwaukee, you see all the garbage, the filth, the this, that. It's like no one cares, you know? And I say to myself, well, is it that we don't care or, or that we're not getting enough service? 
you know, from the city. I said, well, I don't think it's from the city. It's from us that don't care. We don't go out. We don't pick up. We don't clean up. And you hear these kids now, you know, talking about, uh, uh, man, I do my own thing and throwing stuff all out in the middle of the street, trash and all this. I blame it on us back because I told my nephews and them, if I had the chance, I would get out of Milwaukee now because uh, there's no hope. You have no good restaurants, no good stores, like the young lady said. You have nothing really going on in Milwaukee. We have to take our money, go out to the suburbs, just to eat a good meal, and uh, uh, and, and not not have a lot of nonsense going on. Okay. You know? But like, but but like I said, if I was younger, I would have been gone a long time ago, just like the rest of my family. Because uh, Milwaukee is going down. And you know what? I'm, I don't want to keep blaming it on the white man or this, that, the other. We have to take responsibility mm-hmm. of our own neighborhood. And well, he's right. I mean, bottom line, we have to take control of our neighborhoods. We have to make sure that things are taken care of. We want to thank you for your call, Jay. We have to go. We're really, really tight on time. But... I agree with the talk and text line. It's both. It's city workers who don't care. It's city dwellers that don't care. And I'm talking about the 1%. Just the 1%. That makes it bad for both of us. Somebody said on the talk and text, it's black people. No, it's all people. This is our city. I went to white, I've been in white neighborhoods where it looks like this. Hispanic neighborhoods where it looks like this. So that's not true. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tory Lowe's show is coming up next at 6 o'clock and around midnight or 5 a.m., whichever one you want to do if you're up and rolling. I don't know. Did I? Yeah, I did. Oh, really? You just you just mess up my flow. You just you just you just mess up my flow like that. Watch this. You ready? I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Tory Lowe's show is coming up at 6 o'clock and I'll be back up again at midnight and at 5 a.m. and of course in the morning last week MK in the morning and then we've got great stuff coming up for you on next week. God bless. Take care. I'm out.